Hey everybody, before we get into this next episode, I just want to remind everybody that Thanksgiving is two days away. Whether you celebrate it or believe in it or not, just know and understand that the meaning is about giving and thinking about others other than ourselves. If you have the opportunity to help a homeless shelter or a diner that's feeding the homeless out this year, please do so. They are in high demand of any kind of food that you can drop off. Just check with your local shelters or whatever. Just take a moment to make sure that everybody is fed this holiday. It's about coming together and about unity for our communities, and these are the small things that we can do in our communities. As soon as I get done with this recording, I'm taking a 30-pound turkey down to the local Homeless Hearts Diner. As soon as I get done recording here, I have a 30-pound turkey that I'm taking down to the local diner that's feeding the homeless this Thursday. And if I can do it, I know that you can do it as well, so please just take time to think about others that are hungry these holidays. God bless you and thank you. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on? Welcome back to the Thomas Free Me TV and Podcast Show. How's everybody doing? Tuesday, recording time, 11 a.m. I'm back. And what a weekend it was. Hell of a time for me to take a little time off, huh? Man, let me tell you. As I'm sitting here, and in the background, the judge is reading off the jury instructions in the Arbery case. Deliberations will be starting here shortly, and I look for them to wrap up before tomorrow afternoon. Now, the reason why I say that is because, statistically speak, Fridays are generally when juries come out of deliberations. Tomorrow is essentially Friday, being that we're going into a four-day weekend, so I look for them in the Arbery case to deliberate. From what I've followed so far, I would say that both the McMichaels will be found guilty of first degree, and the neighbor Roddy, he may get off. He may get found as not guilty. Now, his lawyer did a pretty good job in his summation and his closing arguments, a little lengthy, a little repetitive, in my opinion. But maybe that's his strategy. Of course, I'm a peasant in his in his field. However, I think that he may have put enough doubt into the juror's mind that he was just some guy. He had no intent. If he would have slept in that day, Ahmad Arbery still would have been killed. Nothing he did changed the outcome. This is this is what the defense was giving to the jury. I think, in my opinion, if if he would have opened the trial with this, that was his opening statement, as it you know occurred to to Mister Mister Bryant, and it was you know just a, a a track record through the whole trial. I think he would have a very good chance of, of getting off. I don't know why he he wasn't separated from the McMichaels in that trial. I, to me, it doesn't make sense because I also went to trial with a co-defendant. And it was a female. She was a heavy drug addict, had a long criminal history of drug addiction and theft, burglaries, everything that just coincides with with mass heavy drug addiction and 
I think that it confused my jury. I think because it is just too much for the jury to di differentiate. You know, again, this is a two-week trial. That's a lot of evidence, and a lot of it was hearsay. They had no factual evidence on me, but they had all the evidence on her. So it, I think that it, it really confuses the jury to, to some extent. You have to remember, these are just common people. Maybe you might get one in there with, with law background, criminal justice of some sort, but these are just people. These are just normal people, and they have to understand the process, understand what they can and can't use. Understand that even though that they've heard something and formed an opinion of what they heard in the courtroom, if it wasn't admitted into evidence, they cannot use that in their decision factor. But do they really? So it's it's just all of these these things, you know, that the jury... The jury has to go through. So, uh, but I think I think the 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 Roddy guy may get off. I think he may get off. I don't know if there was enough evidence to really show that he was part of the cornering. But again, somewhat similar to the Rittenhouse case, this was just a bystander who who just got caught up in the emotions of that day really didn't know what was going on. This was a guy that um, testified. He didn't know the neighbors, wasn't interactive with the community, anything of that nature. He just saw this happening that day. He grabbed his phone and ran out and started filming and perhaps maybe be, perhaps maybe joined into the altercation in some sense of trying to help corner Mr. Ahmad in. I don't know. But the McMichaels, I think, are going to to um, be out of there. I didn't see anything that one arose, any kind of doubt in my mind that they may have been trying to do a citizen's arrest. I, I think, in my mind, I think what happened, I don't really think that it was necessarily these guys just hunting black people. But they're definitely racist, no question. And they definitely saw this kid on camera and stigmatized him, villainized him to the point to where it started driving a frenzy in their own minds. There was no logic there. There was nobody to really present any kind of logic to these people. It was just a, a, a fuel that just kept on burning. So again, here here's the dangerousness of, of what really our society is becoming is the fact that, or our society is, is the fact that there are so many people who look through a racist eye and they're not cognizant of it. They don't realize it. They tell themselves that they're not racist. They root for the black kids on baseball games or, or whatever. And they try to justify the racism. That in itself is racist. By the definition of racism, we are all pretty much racist. Because 
everything is viewed through a racial aspect when the color of the skin has nothing to do with genetics has nothing to do with physique has nothing to do with anything other than protection of their said skin but we've became a society where everything is viewed through a racial aspect through stigma you know I had a conversation one time with somebody and it's like I was explaining to him you know I have my mom who sits in front of the TV in her elderly age God bless her heart and watches CNN constantly she'll flip between you know CNN MSNBC but it's all the same so she sits there and watches these things all day and she formulates uh, uh, an, a vision in her mind that this news media outlet wants her to have. And that is black people are violent, criminals. You know, when you see them in this fashion with baggy pants, twisted hair, walking in this fashion, grabbing their crotch, using slang, show themselves not to be too intelligent. All of the marketing that the media does to portray black people in a certain light. That is the stigma that she has in her mind from sitting at home watching this all day. These type of black people breaking into houses, committing crimes, murdering people, acting like animals in the courtrooms, acting like animals on these locked up shows, things of that nature. Sure, you'll dabble in a white person or two, but it's like flash images. Every fifth image, every fourth image is, is, you know, this. And it just keeps flashing and flashing in front of you until it's, in, it, it's embedded into your mind without you even really knowing it. So now when my mother goes to the store and this image is in front of her now, it automatically resonates fear within her. Because this image has been shown to her as dangerous, as life-threatening. So... What does she do? She may lock eyes. She may make, make eye contact with the individual and grasp her purse and turn around and walk out of the store just because she's scared. This image is a life-threatening image to her. She don't feel safe anymore. Now, this could be just a young black college kid in the store waiting to pay, <clears throat> waiting to pay for his, his soda. And he makes eye contact with her, sees her response, turn around. What's he going to think? This racist ass lady. This is what happens. It's not that she is racist in her own mind because she don't even realize that this is going on. It's not, she don't even realize that this is happening. So going back to the McMichaels. In a, in a sense, it, it's, it's sort of in that fashion. Of course, you're talking about Brunswick. Georgia, backwoods country. I, I, I got some time to spend in South Georgia a little while ago, and it's a different feel. It's, I, it's a different feel. It's a different feel throughout Georgia, just in the communities, just being around people. It's, it's a lot more apprehensive, a lot more tense, maybe. And that might just be the climate of everything going on right now. But it's definitely a different experience going from Florida to to really anywhere else, to tell you the truth. 
So that's that's essentially in these 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 the, the McMichael's mindset is now they see this image, this young kid, baggy shorts, twisted hair, walking around, grabbing his crotch, not doing anything, just being a kid. Who knows? Who knows what Ahmad was in his mind? Maybe he was a petty little thief. Maybe he wasn't. He had a job. I heard he had a good job. Maybe he was maybe he was studying blueprints on the side. And maybe he's he's maybe he's he's drawing up his own home and he's just walking around just looking at measurements, just looking at how things are built. Who knows? We'll never know. We'll never know. And I think it was that image, that stigma that is in these McMichaels and so many more McMichaels around around America that when they see something like that, it automatically registers as fear. Right? Isn't that what racism was founded upon? The lie? The fear? It was it was all built on the lie, the fear. The fear of huge global race war. Always the stigma, always the fear. Never love, never a companionship. And because we don't want to try to understand what we fear, we want to kill it. That's what we've always done. Anything we feared, no matter what it was on the face of the planet, when man feared it, it wanted to destroy it and kill it. Not understand it. And this is what we tried to do with the black race. For what I have no idea. But it's still that stigma, and that stigma still resides in a lot of people's minds. They look for reasons to hate. When they were watching those videos, the McMichaels, when the McMichaels were watching those videos and them security cameras, they weren't looking for a reason to love the kid. They were looking for a reason to hate the kid. And there's not a question in my mind, if it was a white kid, he would have been treated completely different. Maybe they would have... Maybe they would have approached the kid, I'm sure, but it would have been more in a parenting manner versus a police manner. There's no question. So for that, they get first degree, they go to prison for life, and they deal with everything that I've explained in the prior videos. I was completely wrong about Rittenhouse, although they did drop the weapons charges, but I still think they would have found him not guilty of that as well. I have to respect the jury. I have to respect the process. Until I can prove that the process is flawed, I have to respect what's in front of me. And as I've said, I thought it was self-defense all the way through the trial until I saw the drone video. The drone video of Kyle walking around the van, setting down the fire extinguisher, and then pointing his rifle. You take that, you add that with, the mixture of people throughout the night, you know, telling Kyle that he was agitating people, pointing his weapon. You had a black guy, you know, um, in one of the videos that made mention, you know, here you were telling me to get off the car and, and now you're an EMT, you know, get the fuck out of here. So you take a mixture of all of that, plus me just knowing from experience, being in that type of element my whole life, essentially. Right. Just as if whatever trade you're in, you've been in most of your life, you know, bullshit when you see it. And people can disagree with me all they want. But this is this is my experienced life. This has been my trade. 
I know bullshit when I see it. This kid just wanted to be a TikTok hero. He wanted to be a TikTok gangster. Did he want to go there and kill people? No. He wanted to go there and show force. That's why he went there with an AR-15. He wanted to go there and show force that he's a good guy and you're tearing our towns down. You guys are monsters. You're criminals. All of these things. And the nation rallied behind that. That is what the nation rallied behind. Because of the the, uh, political agenda that got behind it. Left, right, all of this crap. But did the American citizens for one second stop and say that although those looters and rioters were doing and going about the issue the wrong way, but, but they were in their minds doing the same thing that Kyle was doing. Standing up for the citizens, Jacob Black was shot seven times, nine times in his back by police. This was the community sticking up for its citizens, which is Kyle. See, Kyle got into something because he really didn't understand what was going on. And come to find out over the weekend with social media, a lot of people didn't even understand what was going on. They didn't even understand the racial aspect behind the whole thing. Boy, did they come for me on social media, let me tell you. Some made some very good points. I don't deny that. I'm always looking for an articulate, intellectual conversation with somebody. And I'm always looking to learn. My viewpoints are not always right, but I see things the way that I see them based upon my experiences in life. My experiences are very different from the majority of people that are on social media and such. See, but people do not take these things into consideration. They just see them and their experiences. I want people to see things from all sides, from all perspectives. It's disgusting to me to hear people say that what Kyle did was justified because these people were criminals. First and foremost, we didn't even know they were criminals until they were dead. So again, that's a justification. But how does that make me feel? How does that make me feel? How does that make me feel? Knowing that I have the record that I have. I've made the mistakes in my life that I have. And I have found a way to better my life. And everybody deserves that. They want to talk about Rosenbaum being a pedophile. But what they don't know is that Rosenbaum was abandoned by his mother at a young age. And where he went after that, he was molested every day of his childhood life until he was almost 12 years old. It's, it doesn't make his actions excusable at all. It makes them horrendous because he's continuing the chain. But if, that, if you're in an environment that's not allowing you to come out of your emotions and process the trauma that you've been through so that you're not doing it to other people. It goes into any other context. This is why I'm single. This is why I choose not to get into a relationship because every relationship I've been in is a toxic relationship. So I have to take a step back and process what is going on. How are these 
becoming toxic. I play a big part in it with my manipulation and my small white lies of insecurities and things of that nature. The biggest issue is not trusting people and holding back. It's one of the biggest issues. But who are we to judge who has a right to live or die based upon their trauma and how they react to their trauma? Rosenbaum didn't deserve to die. He deserved to live so he could right the wrongs. Maybe he was in the process of doing that. He committed his crimes. He paid for his crimes. Maybe he was in the process of trying to fix his life. And maybe he thought he was out doing the patriotic thing. Somebody in his community got killed. He's tired of, of hearing about people, you know, police killing people. This was just on a stretch of, remember now, three months of this. Ahmaud Arbery, then you have George Floyd, then you had several in between, and then, and then you have Jacob Black. It was just bam, 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 bam. Everybody out there that night thought they were doing the patriotic thing in their mind, albeit it may have been wrong. January 6th, again, these people thought they were doing the patriotic thing in their mind. We as American citizens have to understand that everybody is getting to their boiling point. Just because we don't understand or agree with how people choose to display their emotions doesn't mean that we can judge them as right or wrong. We as American citizens have to pull together and show our communities how we are supposed to act. This is what I'm trying to do. People get mad at me. They want to, again, label me. They want to put me on a side. During the elections, I was a Trumper. Now I'm a, you know, I'm a leftist, whatever. It, it's just absolutely absurd that people are not being intelligent enough to just look through what is being said and see what is being said, what it means. Understand the meaning behind the words. But we're too selfish. We're too selfish and we don't have time to put in a little bit of research. It's just, I see this, bam, I react. I see this, bam, I react. And that's, that's what's on social media. You could start a string. I can put a post out. And you, I'm, I'm sure you guys know if, if this is an intellectual crowd, but you'd be amazed at how many people repeat the same comment over and over again. Repeat the same question over and over again because they don't read the comments. They just react to the post. And they want you to explain yourself over and over and over again because they don't want to read the post. They just want to react and they want you to react to them. And then when you don't, they go into a frenzy, start calling you names, all kinds of stuff, man. It's just this weekend again is 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 just I do this for information. I had friends that were. Why are you arguing with these people? It's for information. It's for processing. It's not that I'm arguing with people. I'm sitting there and I'm just seeing the depravity. How far will people go? The viewpoints, the heartbeat of these people. And I'll tell you, man, it brings it brings the emotions out of people, man. I'll tell you, it's sad. It's sad, but this is why we are in the condition that we're in. This is what I'm trying to explain to America, trying to get through our thick skulls. This is the issue. We're constantly reacting to everything. React, 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 react. That's all Kyle was doing. He was just reacting to what was happening around him as it happened. 
There was no thought process. He really didn't go there with no plan. His only plan was to become famous. He wanted to go there with the AR-15. He wanted to go there with the med pack. I know this is how I have a 17-year-old daughter. I know how they think. Everything is, is for the stage. Kyle saw all this coming on. He was, he was passionate. He was emotional about it. He said he wanted to shoot people, shoot at people. You know, he called the people monsters. Look what they're doing to our, our communities. He was passionate about it. He didn't understand. He didn't understand because if he understood, he would have just needed a bullhorn. And he could have just stood out there that night with his med pack and a bullhorn. Listen, guys, please just stop. Stop tearing our communities, please. Let's do this another way. He could have protested in the peaceful manner that he proclaimed he wanted to be. Nobody goes, I never saw Martin Luther King go to a protest with an AR-15. I wasn't alive. I don't see that anywhere in history. If he did, maybe it was for protection, you know. Obviously, he needed it. But I didn't see him walking around the street with it strapped around him. Even more so, Malcolm X was more of a, of a, of a heated figure, more aggressive, more demanding. I didn't see him walking around with an AR-15 strapped around him. Kyle just wanted to go there to be famous. I just want people to be honest with the situation so we can understand the truth. The truth has to be told so we can learn why people died. But when we're constantly trying to justify, make excuses, to bend the narrative, to say that it was right, it, it, it fucks up our kids. It fucks up our kids, man. And if that's not important, it's not important to the government. It, but if it's not important to our communities, then, then this place is a wash. And we might as well start looking for another place to go. Where else are you going to go? This is the last place on earth. Socialism and government control has been trying to break our borders since since the invention of America. And in, in many ways it has. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Either you're going to stand up and fight for our children and the knowledge of, of rights and justice. Or we're just going to keep justifying lying, bending narratives and things of that nature. And I'm not talking about the killings. If you think that Kyle was justified that day, that is your opinion. And that's fine. I don't think that he was, but that's not what the court showed. I apologize for the comments that I made openly and publicly, but these were my opinions. And they still are. But however, I deeply in my heart know what the truth is of the circumstances that day because, as I've said, I've been in many situations like that. I, I To me, it's... It, it, when I watch the scene unfold, especially on the drone video, but when I watch the scene unfold, it's like many scenes I've been in. When you go to a protest around rioters, these are people, these are aggressive people. So aggressive people are, are nine times out of ten going to be criminals of some sense. No question. This is why you had so many criminals there. It wasn't that Kyle was specifically shooting out prisoners. It just happened to be that whoever he shot had a criminal record because we're aggressive people. We're defiant people. This is why we're criminals. This is why we're out there looting. Not we as in me, but just we as in aggressive-minded people. And they're young. Everybody was young, emotional. But this is the issue. People keep saying on social media they have no idea because they're not aggressive people. Even these convicts that, that proclaim that they, you know, they've been in some of the rough prisons in, in the world. However, 
You know, it's it's like they say, oh, well, if he had an AR-15, who's going to run at them? Everybody's going to run away. No, everybody's not going to run away. Everybody's not going to run away. And I know deep in my heart, if there's an active shooter on the scene, whether I have a weapon or not, if I feel that I can snuff the dude, I'm close enough, I know I can hit hard. I've seen what my hits can do. So I know that if I'm behind somebody and they don't know I'm behind them, I'm going to try my luck because I'm not going to sit there and let somebody kill four people when he could just try to kill me. This is how I look at it. My life is no better than the next person's. And if I feel that I can help save somebody else's life and I have that opportunity, I'm going to do it. You know, when these people say these things, it, it always reminds me of Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan when the man was in the confrontation in the other room. Him, one-on-one. -on -one, and you had old boy sitting outside the room that let his brother die. Because he was too much of a coward to face that confrontation. This is what people are saying. It's the same concept. Now, they will argue that, but they'll never be able to prove how, how that's different. You cannot run from confrontation. You can be smart about it. And you could know that this isn't the time for me to be in this confrontation. If the man's looking at me and he's 100 yards away, I'm not just going to charge him. I'm going to tell myself in my mind, this is not a confrontation I can win. But if I'm hiding behind a car and I see somebody walk past me and their attention is diverted to two other people as he's raising a rifle, I damn sure will try to run around these cars and try to come up behind him. Rosenbaum's mistake was chasing him, but again... You get caught up in the moment. I understand how the scene unfolded. It's a tragedy. It's a lose-lose for everybody. Kyle didn't win. He has to live with this for the rest of his life. Trust me. Just like a Zimmerman, people are going to follow him wherever he goes. He'll probably have to move to another country. Or maybe not. You know, the right wing may pick him up and make a career out of him and, and all of these things. Maybe that's what the agenda was. You don't know how far the, the, the political tentacles go. Only time tells. But we have to stop being so emotional. One of the best tips that a, that a psychiatrist gave me that I was talking to a couple years ago was, Thomas, you respond to everything quickly. There's no, there's no time lapse. As soon as something is presented to you, you feel like you have to, res have to respond. You have to have a response for that. Again, it was an eye-opener for me because once, once I became cognitive of, of that, I realized I did, that's what I was doing. I was doing that all the time. Anytime anybody says something, I would have to respond instantly. And it's like she said, you don't have to do that. You do not have to respond. Just because somebody's asking you a question, you don't have to respond. It's your choice. It's your choice when to respond, how to respond, and who to respond to. You do not have to respond. So with that being said, give each response 10 seconds. Just wait. Just wait 10 seconds and let the emotion from whatever came to you just subside a little bit. Just let it go through that first that first urge that you want to go to respond. Just let that go through and then you can respond. Let what was presented to you marinate for just a couple seconds. And your responses will change. And everything will change from there. And man, was she right. She was right. Again, I, I do I do respond emotionally. I still, I, 
I still have triggers that I respond to, you know, there's no question. And I, and, and these are issues that I, I'm constantly working on and I don't know what I don't know until they're presented. Once they're presented, then at the end of the day, when I do my, my daily reflections, I can say, you know what? I responded to that emotionally today, you know? Why? Why did I become so emotional over that? And I'll, and I'll go through my mind on that and I'll ask myself questions so I can understand. We have to understand. We have to understand one another. We have to understand each other's cultures. We have to understand that everybody has their own experiences. And because they look different, act different, walk different, talk different, that does not mean that you can judge this person based upon your experiences. Love the person for who they are. Love the person for who they are. The McMichaels, whoever, they weren't looking at Arbery in them videos as just a kid. They didn't see him do anything. They were just linking in their brain one plus two. That's all they were doing. They wanted it to be Arbery. That's, that's the bottom line. They wanted it to be Arbery. Because he was black and black people do bad things. And for that, they must pay. And I think that the jury will find them. But who knows, man? Who knows? I honestly don't have faith in anything anymore. And this, this is really kind of why I get into some of the discussions that I do with people. I really don't have faith in anything anymore other than we the people. I have faith in we the people because I'm out here in it. And I know that people want good. People want peace. They just want to enjoy their lives the way that they want to enjoy them and not be bothered and make their money and do their things. This is what the American people want from the consensus that I'm around and the people that I'm around out in the communities and dealing with on a daily basis. People just want to be left alone. This is why I believe in the American people. And again, why I deliver my message the way that I do, because I'm here to try to make that happen. And, and I feel that in my heart, in order to make that happen, we have to come together. How do we come together? How? How do we come together? We do it by the McMichaels, looking at the video, seeing Arbery, knowing that whatever is stirring up inside of them is some sort of internal whatever that they need to deal with but this is just a kid it's just a kid he's just a kid he's just doing he's just a kid doing kid shit approach him nicely find a different way set up security cameras around put them on people's mailboxes or whatever find out where the kid lived something there had to be something besides approaching him in an aggressive manner of course there is where there's a negative, there's a positive. They just chose the negative. They chose the hate. This is how. Instead of choosing hate, choose love. And understand that the hate that's inside of you is your issue. Deal with that. Be honest with yourself. It's okay if you're racist. Just deal with it. 
know that it's wrong. I had many racial aspects about me that I was not cognizant of until they were pointed out to me. I didn't deny them. I agreed with them. It was factual. You know what? You're right. I need to change that. And I have. Whatever it is that is inside of you, it's okay. Don't denounce it. Don't run from it. Understand where it came from, why you have it, and eliminate it. Because if it's not of love, it's not of God, it's not of peace. And all it's going to do is cause division and destruction in your home, in your community, in your country. That is what we have to overcome. We have to be able to look at McMichaels and love them. We have to be able to look at Arbery's and love them. I understand the McMichaels. I understand their, their, their thought pattern. But I also understand that that thought pattern was placed there like any other thought pattern that is placed in any other human. And I'm understanding where that thought pattern comes. And this is, again, why I'm bringing my show to just try to bring awareness of how we give unfiltered access to our children's brains to the government through media access in all shapes and colors. How cognizant are we of the information going into our children's brains at all times? And what kind of opinions that these little ones are forming of life from the information that's going into their brains that we aren't even cognizant of. So that's it. I mean, that's my little morning, my, my rant, man. Um, I'm going to get back into it. This is a, a week of giving. Uh, I'm, I'm actually having a 30-pound turkey dropped off to Healing Hearts. It's a restaurant that serves food for the homeless on Thanksgiving. So if you have an extra turkey, make sure to, to, to find somebody to give it out. If you have the ability to get an extra tur turkey, make sure that you give it out to a homeless shelter that is cooking for the homeless and feeding them on on this coming Thursday. Whether you believe in Thanksgiving, celebrate Thanksgiving or not, understand the meaning and the tradition of just giving. It's a day of giving love, peace, harmony, solidarity, just just thinking about others other than ourselves. So whatever your thought pattern is on the day, just use that day in that fashion. Other than that, I love you guys. Be safe. Please do not get too intoxicated. Henry Ruggs, look what he's going through. Las Vegas receiver because he wanted to get intoxicated and he ultimately killed somebody in a horrific, horrific car accident. Now he's looking at some serious time. So like I tell my daughter, your life can change in an instant. Always remember that you guys be safe. I love you no matter what. I love we the people come together. I love you guys. Stand up for your communities. Do the right thing. Be smart. Don't be emotional. I love you guys. Be safe. Peace. I'm out.